Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, July 8th, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Timonini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, I, I, forget the banter. This first story, just oh. bonkers. I don't even know <laughs> what I just... Up is down, left is right, black is white. I don't even know what the world is anymore. Wow, you led with this. Okay, let's uh, jump right into it then. Howard Stern planning a Fox News musical. Yeah. Um, I, All right. I just, <laughs> I just don't know, James. If Broadway purists were upset about SpongeBob and Escape to Margaritaville coming to Broadway, if this thing actually comes to fruition, I think we might need to guard the top of the Empire State Building to make sure that no diehard theater snobs, you know, commit suicide because Howard Stern has a musical on Broadway. But (laughs) whatever. First off, James, do you listen to the Stern show? I have not listened to Howard Stern since WNBC. WNBC. Long, long time ago. Okay. All right. I, I don't listen either. I've never really listened. I have Sirius XM, but I don't even know what channel he's on. But anyway, okay. So let me lay this out. Apparently, he has been talking about the idea of turning the recent Fox News sexual harassment saga into a Broadway musical for a while now. And I guess he's discussed it on air and mentioned that he's actually already written an outline and that he's, consi- he's seriously considering diving in and writing the musical full bore. Now, normally, James, I don't think that this would be something that we would cover maybe we'd throw it in as a joke but apparently he's really serious and last night the new york daily news wrote a story saying that the show has already kind of attracted interest from ryan stana who's the ceo and founder of rws entertainment group which has invested in a number of broadway shows over the past few seasons including scott rudin's hello dolly and the glass menagerie now the daily news does not say like stan is actually putting up any money he's just saying if this happens i'd be interesting so I, I, he would be interested. I, I guess last week Stern said on his show, quote, I've given serious thought, no bullshit to actually sitting down and writing Fox News, the musical to the point that I've written an outline. All bits aside, I'm really thinking of writing this thing. The king of all media then went on to discuss some potential lyrics, which I won't repeat here, but they are in the Daily News article if you want to check them out. He finally finished the topic saying, quote, uh, that his show sounds just as good as that other horse shit you'll hear on Broadway that appears to have random words to some random music. It might be the next rent. Settle down there, stretch. Um, James, I, I, I won't put anything past Stern and heck with what Sirius XM pays him. a reported $90 million a year. He could finance the whole thing by himself two times over with just what he's made since Trump was inaugurated. Um, I think there are probably a lot of people that rolled their eyes when, uh, you know, word came out that the South Park guys were writing a musical for Broadway. Um, I don't think the South Park guys who had incredible success both on TV and in movies um, is the same thing as Howard Stern, who's a disc jockey um, and a shock jock is the exact same thing. But I I mean, I guess I don't want to cast aspersions before it happens, but I just don't know. I, I don't I. I, I just don't know. So uh, my thought is here that I, I feel like so the, the, the South Park guys, if you had a Venn diagram of South Park fans and uh, the type of material that they do and Broadway fans, there's a lot of overlap. I don't think that there's a lot of overlap between Howard Stern 
uh, fans and Broadway fans. I, I could be wrong about that, but just not my take. Uh, if we polled people in a typical uh, audience, how many yeah. of them listen to Howard Stern? I don't, I don't think we're going to come up with a lot of them. Um, uh, and the, the the success and of the brilliance of uh, the Book of Mormon is, is that how smart and clever it is. And and this is something that, uh, admittedly, a couple of minutes ago, I, I haven't listened to Howard Stern in, in a quite a long time. Perhaps he's gotten smarter. I, I don't know. But uh, and and then also we have to take into account here. Thank goodness that there are three organizations that get to decide what happens on Broadway. And I don't think any of these three organizations are interested in taking up that cause. I think this is uh, a non-news story. Yeah, those three organizations, the the Schubert's, Stu Jamson, and the Niederlanders, is yes, that what you mean? that's okay. exactly what I mean. I, I think you're, you're probably very right. I think that this could be – I actually would probably have no problem with it if it was aiming to be an off-Broadway musical yeah. in the kind of vein as – you know, uh, Spamilton or something like that. Um, who knows what this would be? And I've got to say, I, I never really listened to the Howard Stern show, but I did occasionally watch um, uh, America's Got Talent when he was a judge. And I found him to be actually quite intelligent and quite charming and a very normal human being. So I, I, I feel like his radio show is a much different part of him than what he did when he was a judge on America's Got Talent. So I wonder where, if he really earnestly took up the mantle of writing this musical, where he would fall. I have a feeling based off some of the lyrics that he teased, if those were in fact legitimate things he thought about putting in the musical, that it would tend more towards the sexually exploitative uh, show that he does on radio. But, uh, you know, it's hard. I, the reason I keep saying I don't know is because we just don't know. Like I, he's obviously brilliant at what he does and very successful and has made a career out of something that nobody would have ever expected. So I don't want to say he can't do it, but can he, I mean, he can't really actually do this. Right. I guess we'll have to see. I guess. <laughs> All right. Let's return to our normal programming here. Uh, Show and casting <laughs> news. Second stage finds a director for Tracy Letts's New York premiere. Yeah, yesterday the Second Stage Theater announced that Obi and Drama Desk winner Lila Nugabauer will direct the New York premiere of Pulitzer Prize winner Tracy Letts' play Mary Page Marlowe next June. The press notes describe the show like this, quote, If you looked back on 11 moments from your life, would you recognize yourself? Or would you see a stranger? Mary Page Marlowe is a seemingly ordinary accountant from Ohio, go Bucks, who has experienced pain and joy, success and failure. In this sweeping but intimate play, Tracy Letts gives us a haunting portrait of a complex woman, demonstrating how a series of forgotten moments can add up to one can add up to one memorable life. Casting and additional creative team members will be announced shortly. Nugabauer has been one of the most in-demand directors over the past year. Her work has been seen in Annie Baker's The Antipodes, Sarah Delap's The Wolves, Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, Everybody, Edward Albee's The Sandbox, and A.R. Gurney's The Wayside Motor, in just to name a few recent productions. She's also already slated to direct Zoe Kazan's After the Blast at Lincoln Center, Albee's At Home at the Zoo for Signature Theater, and the Lee piece for Mary Francis. We're going to talk a little bit more about Zoe Kazan at the end of the show, but James, between Nugabauer, Rebecca Tashman, Rachel Chavkin, just to name a few, female directors have been killing it lately in New York. And if our friend Ivo Van Hova doesn't watch out, Lila Nugabauer might overtake him for the most uh, you know, jam-packed schedule for any director in the world. 
That is true. That's an astute observation. Uh, and we can only hope this looks like... Um, this looks like it's going to be very interesting. Uh, i looking forward to it. Uh, we have a one-night reading of Chelsea and Ivanka set for Joe's Pub. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even know. The political satire runneth over on today's episode, James, because later this month, stage and screen star Zasha Mamet and Big Bang Theory star Melissa Roush will bring a staged reading of The Secret Lunches of Chelsea and Ivanka to Joe's Pub as a benefit of planned for pan, Planned Parenthood. The reading, which will take place on Monday, July 24th, is billed as a, quote, uh, a work of modern-day presidential satire that explores the events leading up to the 20th. 16 election through the unlikely friendship and clashing perspectives of two American first daughters. It was written by Roush and her husband, Winston, and will be directed by Carolyn Cantor, who directed Sarah Jones's sell by date off Broadway last year. Melissa and Winston Roush also wrote the miseducation of Jenna Bush, which played to sold out crowds in London or in uh, LA and New York in 2005. Uh, James, not to return to poking fun at David Mamet, like we did yesterday, but I think he's become rather stodgy and conservative over the years. So I wonder if he'll be checking out um, his daughter's performance in this one. Uh, it sort of reminds me of the off-Broadway play Matt and Ben, uh, <laughs> where they took two very famous people and wrote this story around them. Uh, it's very I don't funny. Know what that one is. I, I don't know what that one is. What is that one? You don't know Matt and Ben? I don't. Uh, it's uh, Matt... Uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like that? It was. Uh, it started, I think, in Fringe, and then it got got an off Broadway run. Oh my god! Uh, Fifteen years ago, maybe something wow. like that. Uh, like it's that. very funny. Very. It's, it's, I think it's called Matt and Ben. Uh, I have to look it up and and send it over to you for the show notes. All right, cool. But uh, sure, I mean, I, I just I I looked at the title and I laughed, and that, well, that's great for sales. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, Chelsea Clinton and and Ivanka Trump they are reportedly friendly. I mean, they run mm-hmm. in similar circles, living in New York, um, and apparently until her dad ran for president, Ivanka was a Democrat as well. So. Mm, yeah. um, you know, I, I think there is a little bit of morsel of truth in there, although I'm sure that this is not based on any research and interviews of any kind whatsoever. Um, but it looks great. I love Zasha Mamet. I love Melissa Roush. Um, so I think this will be a really cool thing for anybody who can make it to Joe's Pub on July 24th. Tickets are on sale now. So get them quickly, I think. Yeah, I would think that we're going to have a few more opportunities to see it than just these uh, two shows. The 19th annual Broadway Barks announces, did they, can they bark an announcement? Participants in the Mary Tyler Moore Award winner. Yeah, James, this isn't really showing casting news, but I'm going to slide it in here anyways. Okay. Yes. Bernadette Peters and Broadway Barks announced the winner of the inaugural Mary Tyler Moore Award, which will be given out each year at the event to an individual or group who has changed the lives of homeless animals in a way that encourages others to do the same. This year's winner will be Sophie Gamond, the award-winning French photographer and animal advocate who lives and works in New York City. Since 2010, Gamond has been focusing on humans and dogs and their relationships. She travels throughout the U.S. photographing shelter animals to help bring awareness to their fate and help them find permanent homes. Of course, Mary Tyler Moore co-founded Broadway Barks with Bernadette Peters, and she sadly passed away earlier this year. 
This year's Broadway Barks will take place this Saturday in Schubert Alley. That's tomorrow, beginning at 3 p.m. And the event is free. Bernadette will host alongside the legendary Malcolm McDowell. And there is a veritable who's who of Broadway stars participating. James, I I was going to start reading through some of the names on here, but it's pretty much everybody that's on Broadway. I mean, it's it's everybody. Um, So if you want to check it out, I have the list in the show notes that you can look at pretty much. If you have a, if you're a fan of somebody who's on Broadway right now, chances are very good that they are there. I, if I lived in New York, James, I would not be there. You could not drag me to Broadway barks mainly because I am deathly allergic to dogs, but I wish them nothing but the best. And I hope that a lot of dogs get adopted at Broadway barks tomorrow. Maybe if that mean lady shows up, um, Ben Platt will be there and sign her playbill (laughs) (laughs) for Uh, a price that would raise money for the Mary Tyler Moore Award. Yeah, I I actually don't think Ben Platt's name's on there, so I guess that was – he wasn't, you know, one of the (laughs) – I picked the one person who's not there. Okay, great. Excellent. You should go play the lottery. All right. uh, Recommendations. All right, I've got two things that I want to bring to your attention. The first is the aforementioned return to Zoe Kazan. Um, she is out now promoting a new movie called The Big Sick that was written by Kamal Nujani and his wife, Emily. Um, it's actually based on their true their, their actual life. Uh, Emily is a sitcom writer, and she developed cancer. Kamal Nujani plays himself in that, and Zoe Kazan plays his wife. It is getting fantastic reviews, and it's been expanding all over the country it is expanding here in orlando i'm going to see it tomorrow so i'm super excited but anyway she was on one of my favorite podcasts off camera with sam jones it's also a tv show on direct tv and what's interesting about this show is that sam jones is a photographer and a director but he has this intense love for acting and the acting process so he really breaks down um with zoe kind of what she does as an actor and then what she does as a playwright and a, and a film writer as well um we obviously mentioned she's got a show coming up at Lincoln Center that Lila Neugebauer is going to direct. And I'm a huge fan of hers. Obviously comes from an esteemed writing and directing and theater family, the granddaughter of the great Elia Kazan. Um, it's just a really great interview. She's very open about her, uh, the depression that she's gone through in her life and the eating disorders, um, but also how as she's gotten older, she's learned to kind of embrace those as something that is part of just how her life is. So I really recommend this podcast. We'll have a link to the off-camera website in the show notes. And then to go from something that's a little serious to something that is seriously funny, um, the Dear Evan Hansen cast, again, without Ben Platt, uh, joined the hashtag ham for all, uh, not competition, but a thing Yesterday, by releasing a video of members of the cast performing Guns and Ships, it was very well done. It was a one-shot tracking shot throughout the lobby uh, of the theater, and it was really, really cool. And to see um, the, the the great Michael Park uh, singing the uh, George Washington part at the end was very, very cool. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was it was very neat. They went on to as you know, you nominate other people to do it. They nominated Zach Braff, the actor and writer. Uh-huh. Um, and I hope I pronounce this correctly. Keho Kitaguchi. Keho Kitaguchi. Yes, if you're not familiar with Keho, she is famous online for posting the Feinstein's 54 Below in Japan videos, where she does like 54 Below videos in her house. <laughs> 
And like I've seen I've seen Jennifer Ashley Tepper tweet at her and tweet about her for a while. And I mean, for almost a year, it is just very, very cool. And she's kind of become a celebrity. So the Jeremy Hansen cast uh, nominated her challenge, Zach Braff and Keiho Kitaguchi. Um, so I just, you know, we've talked about these kind of things before, James. And I just I, the, I'm, a, I'm a fairly cynical, crusty guy. But something about the way that this community just continues to band together and do things that are a fun, but also more importantly, help other people. It just continually warms my heart. That's three to three sizes too small. So um, I really, really, really like this. That sounds awesome. I have to pick up a little bit of the audio and play at the end here. All right. Why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at BWWMatt, and subscribe to Something Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up the week with us, and uh, this Sunday on This Week on Broadway, uh, Michael and Peter, I think we're all, the three of us are back, and on Monday, Matt and I will be back to give you a wrap-up of the weekend. James, you just sent me this link to Matt and Ben. You didn't tell me that Mindy Kaling wrote it. Oh, Mindy Kaling's yeah. One of the, Mindy Kaling and Brenda Withers. I don't know who Brenda Withers is, but Mindy Kaling wrote it? Okay, now I'm going to have to buy this from Samuel French and read it. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe you could put it on your theater company down in Orlando as a fundraiser. Maybe. Maybe we could. I like it. All right. Alexander Hamilton. Troops are waiting in the field for you If you join us right now Together we can turn the tide Oh, Alexander Hamilton I have soldiers that will heal